welcome to the Golden Rail Podcast. I'm Ben, as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast Connie to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. This week, we're answering even more comments and questions, seeing as you seem to love that last week. We're also talking about Pokemon Concierge, the end of Pokemon TV, as well as the top 20 Pokemon following a recent popularity contest. Connor, did, did, were you all right during my introduction then? Oh, you seem to wait until the worst possible moment for me. Usually when I'm taking my last little sip of my drink to be like, oh, okay, we're going to settle in. We're going to be ready. And nope, we're, we're starting. Okay, thanks Shit. for that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, me, it's just because like at that point, I'm like, I'm in that zone where I'm like, oh, I'm ready. I need to. I'm I ready. To I'm going to go. go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm selfish, if nothing else. Connor, are you well? Uh, no, I'm very unwell, as you may be able to hear. I apologize for all of you listening at home. Hopefully the deep, sultry tones of my voice will ease off a little bit at some point. I can't really tell. And I don't know if like I don't know if Discord's maybe doing some work or your settings on OBS or whatever. I d I don't know. Uh but you you sound normal to me. Oh that's that's good. We'll take that as a win. Uh at points I will have to mute up and just go <laughs> but I will save so, that from our audience you won't, you won't have to hear any of that if you're lucky enough to be watching this on YouTube you might see him just coughing up phlegm everywhere let's jump in to the first question this week um, which I, I absolutely love this because it's not Pokemon related I do enjoy the ones where we do get to do something not Pokemon related um and it comes courtesy of tony regular listener tony what are you reading what are you going to read and that gave me a little bit of a chuckle because i know exactly where that segment's from it's from uh the weekly planet uh which i probably hopped on about last week a, a little bit because of potentially stealing some of their ideas or creatively borrowing i think is a is a better term uh but in terms of reading what I'm reading, I'm not actually li reading anything. At the well, no, it's a bit of a lie. I'm reading a book, but also listening to a book. Mm. So, and they're both by um, an author called Brandon Sanderson. Absolutely love his stuff. I am absolutely obsessed. For those on YouTube, you might be able to see some of his books down there, some of the hardcover books that I've got. I, I don't know how crop this is going to be um but i'm reading one of his four um secret projects that that were released or at least announced during uh 2020 during lockdown um and i'm also listening to the graphic audio version of words of radiance i don't know if you've ever heard about what a graphic audio book is so you no. know how so an audio book typically you just get someone who reads the entire book from start to finish mm -hmm. a graphic audio book is almost like a movie except for its audio only so all the characters have different voice actors if yep. they're for example in a war you'll hear like the clash of like swords in the background and hooves if someone's in maybe a library you'll hear like a, a bit of chattering in the background a little bit of ambiance and that kind of stuff and i've i've never been a huge fan of listening to books but that is a fantastic way to just be engrossed in the story and i'm finding that it's absolutely it's so much fun to listen to when i'm in the car on the way home or on the way back because the the chapters are bunged together so half an hour journey usually gets me one to two chapters mm. it's like the perfect listening experience so that's so that's me like that's a, what i'm reading it's, it's like an audio drama but with a narrator 
Yes, yeah, that's probably the best way to to describe it. Yeah, so there's parts where it's the the actual narrator who narrates things, but then if a character is like, you know, talking out loud or their thoughts in their head, they're in a dialogue, then they've hired someone mm. completely different to then voice that character. Yeah, um, that's very different. And and the the quality's like really good, and they're really expensive though, which I can understand why they're so expensive because the amount of work that goes into these because like typically a audiobook you you likely pay that one person wants to do that book and you don't endorse this you have to pay multiple voice actors. actors yeah 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 but then also you you're probably paying paying people to produce some of the sound effects or maybe you're having to license them off over over you yeah know, you're probably um, getting a foley artist in to do all that so more than likely. So, yeah, so they're expensive, but I think it's worth the additional money. What about you? Are you reading anything at the moment? I'm not reading anything specifically. Um, I have very little time at the moment. I fell into a little bit of a photography hole. Um, that's my, that's oh, my yes. new... Oh, um, yes. Passion. Addiction, shall we say. Addiction. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. I like that. So, so I've been <laughs> photographing my dog and trying to get hold of my mate's dogs and photograph those because that's just something I'm very interested in at the moment. It's going pretty well. Um, in my free time, I have been sort of watching a couple of things, a couple of animes are on the go at the moment. I'm still working my way through Spy Family, which if okay. you've never watched it, beautiful, beautiful anime. Um, it's about a spy who is trying to infiltrate a country effectively um, mm. and has to get a daughter to join a school to get close to this um, noble's the wrong word, this politician's son effectively. Okay. So he goes and adopts this daughter, but this daughter is psychic to right. nobody's knowledge. She's psychic. And then because it's weird for him to just be a single father, he has to, get a woman involved and then <laughs> okay. she agrees to marry him quote unquote but it turns out she's an assassin so they're all living oh, these fantastic. double lives and obviously the kid knows because she's psychic and can read all their minds yeah. and then there's okay. a dog that gets involved and the dog can see the future and what's hilarious <laughs> okay. is like they're a fake family but they're just so so cute together and it's just one of those beautiful animes that's just a slice of life, and I love yeah. it. I love every minute of it. So is it is it predominantly comedy, or is it like yeah. a typical anime where it's so it's a mi- is it a mix of like serious uh, it's times? Mostly, and then- it's mostly a comedy. It's mostly a okay. comedy. Um, I have just watched through a few episodes which focus around the mum and her sort of secret job. And yeah. it goes hard. Like, this really right. cutesy anime up till this point just suddenly becomes brutal shonen. And it's like, oh, okay. I didn't expect quite this much blood in this show, but I'm here for it. Let's go. I love that. Fantastic. So Anything else on the I'm horizon? still working through that. I know it's finished in Japan, but I'm watching it uh, dubbed because I'm one of those heathens. Okay. Um, which, so it's still being released weekly. The other thing that's on the list is the last two episodes of Attack on Titan have been released. Okay. They're both like an hour, hour and a half long each. Is this Attack on Titan part four, part one, or something like that? Did they split uh, the last... The, fi- the final season part three. <laughs> the final season The final, part final three. season. The final, final season part three, right, okay. 
interesting. Um, I, yeah, I need to watch Attack on Titan. I really do because I've heard great things about it. It's the first season is phenomenal. Okay, the second season is pretty good. I think the third season wavers slightly because they change animation studios and okay. it's, they start implementing 3D into it, and it's it's not great. Mm, Story's still okay. great fun. Um, season four, you get the a another big twist. The first big twist is great. The second big twist is not for me. I, I okay. I'm still watching it. I want to see how it finishes off, but I'm like, oh, that's that's such a weird way to take this. It's okay. one of those where it adds in. You know, it's already a, a a world where titans walk around, and like there's there's a certain level of supernaturality to it. Yeah, and then that gets incrementally built upon. Yeah, over the series, and it makes sense. And then you get to like halfway through the fourth season, towards the end of it, and it just goes, "Oh, and this, which changes everything, and the whole thing oh. all along was this one big plan." And it's like, why you didn't need that? Why? Yeah, the, why? that's almost. A twist for twist's sake. Like, they're not doing it because they think, oh, this is a really cool story element or story change and it affects the characters. It is, what's a twist that we can throw in right at the end that'll just, like, get people talking about it? Not necessarily even in a positive way, just get people talking about it. That's a shame. But, yeah, I'm going to watch the last two episodes just so I can say I finished it and then uh, I'll have my own thoughts on it. Fantastic. Let's move on to the next uh, question. Um, well, more of a comment, actually, that comes courtesy of Koro Blitz, and it follows on from our conversation last week about, well, you know, what was the state of the Cantonian and, and Jotonian? Yeah. Jotonian? That sounds weird. I've never actually said that before. Jotonian um, Elite Four. And this person's commented that maybe, maybe... It was Norman that was involved in the Elite Four at the at the um, in the champion, and Blue beating him was the catalyst he needed to move to Hoenn some months later. Now there is a bit of um, I can see that working because obviously the very start of that game is okay. You're you are arriving in that region, and Norman's been there a little bit longer than you, hasn't he? So you're settling in, mm-hmm. and he's been there for some time. Off the top of your head, do you know of any law that like brings in the timeline between the two regions? Uh, I think Gen 3 and Gen 2 take place at the same time. Oh. So it could Gen be 3 then, takes could place three years after Kanto. That's, that's, that's to the best of my knowledge. I believe that's the case. Okay, so Norman couldn't, so that, so Norman couldn't be. Because- no, of course he could. So Gen 3 takes place three years after Kanto. Yeah. So I think the comment is saying, you know, either whether Norman's the champion or whether, like we suggested last week, which is Lance was the champion and got pushed down and Norman was the fourth Elite Four member and got pushed out, which again explains why he couldn't get past Bruno because everybody would get past Bruno otherwise. It does, yeah. Um, And I also like the idea that them coming from Johto because there's a theory that Whitney is actually your main character's sister and Norman's Wait, daughter. Okay. okay. From Johto. 
So she takes over Norman's gym, I think is the theory. Okay. That makes sense because they're both normal. Okay. So there could be an idea that, you know, Norman is from Johto, became an Elite Four member, got booted out, became a gym leader and was like, "Ah, I'm going to Hoenn. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. Yeah. And I guess my, my initial skepticism about that was how long it took for Norman's family to come over. But I guess that's just like house prices and stuff. I imagine moving entire areas isn't cheap or easy to do and uplifting lives. Okay. So that, that, that works actually, that works really well. So, and again, don't forget that within Japanese culture, fathers very often work away from their family okay like in different regions and stuff like that yeah, that's, yeah. that's very common okay so out of the two that we pitched so we've got norman there and we've got Faulkner senior that we discussed who, who does week. have a name i found out the faulkner's dad does really? have a name yeah because he shows up in the um Is uh, he in the adventures anime? manga he shows up in oh. the adventures manga he is... I don't think it's Ace. I think it's something like that. Uh, okay. I'll, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Stole for me. Walker. Okay. His name is Walker. Oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't he just stole a little Walker? Yep. Oh, they missed it. Like... What were they, they going to call him? Flyer? Well, Skywalker. Because <laughs> he's a flying type. Skywalker. Why? Walker's like... Walker just feels wrong because he's a flying type gym leader. You could have called him Sora or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I see Glidar. <laughs> you know, th- but, there's there's a few other things they could have called him. Yeah, not read that part of the manga, but apparently okay. Faulkner has a dad. Okay. So which one of the two do you think is more likely? Norman or Faulkner Sr.? Um, I think Norman probably closer. I really like the idea of it being Faulkner's dad, but yeah. uh, yeah, I think Norman is more likely, especially yeah. considering how strong of a trainer he is. Hmm. Norman's one of those strange trainers that, like, some trainers you just see them at okay, they're at that level. I don't see them going much higher. Like Erica, for example. Like I, I can see here at the level she's at but I couldn't see her pushing forward. Whereas Norman, I could quite easily see the, the you know, game freak when they were developing that game going, oh no, let's, let's make Norman champion because he's got such a powerful team. And there's a reason why that gym is seen as a road hurdle in that game, because it is such a difficult one to get past unless you figure out the gimmick of that. There's a reason why game freak implemented that you can get protect and a load of mons around there that have detect or protect because the the way you're supposed to play that fight is whenever slacking attacks you protect and then you attack on the true one turn. Um, but yeah, Norman just feels like one of those trainers that could quite possibly be a lot higher level than he is. Um, there's a few gym leaders like that and I, I quite like that. So yeah, so Norman... Elite was originally in the in the Elite Four in Kanto and Johto. You heard it here first. It is it's it's are we saying that's canon? It's canon. Now? 
canon. It's canon! It's canon! Let's move on to another question, courtesy of King Nido. Um, if we had a sequel to Black and White and Black and White 2, who would you have replaced Grimsley, Grimsley in the Elite Four? And would you have a new champion in any new gyms? So... I don't Grimsley. know why we're replacing Grimsley. Is it right? So the only thing I can think of is Grimsley is in the Alolan region. You you see him in Sun and Moon, right? Yes. So yes, you do. either either he's on holiday or he's packed in. He's he's packed it in. He's done. He's dusted. He's he's gone off. Now, I'm hoping I can lean on you a little bit here because I don't know. I've completed black and white twice and black and white two once and they that was some time ago i don't 100 percent remember i remember the elite four was i've got it here actually chantal who was the ghost type i believe marshall who was the fighting type grimsley who's the dark type and uh caitlin who was the psychic type and then you've got the champion depends on which game you're playing the so black and white to its champion iris Mm-hmm. And in black and white, it's technically Alder or Alder. But, but you, you never fight actually... him until post-game. Yes, because N at that point has eaten him. Actually, th- this actually resolves a question. Because... N becomes why... champion in the Elite Four that stay the same. Yeah. Alder doesn't drop down. But that almost, to be fair, that almost feels like something that... They've never thought about until Scarlet and Violet of, oh, we need to actually address well, this. Well, no, because you beat Blue and Blue doesn't become an Elite Four member. He gets kicked out. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? So the oh, Elite just... Four, much like the gym leaders, must be a held position. Yeah. And then the champion is the only thing that's, you know, transferable. Much in the same way as when we get to Alola, the Elite Four set but the champion is up for grabs. Yes, true. Okay. Which means that the Blueberry Academy run things differently to the rest of the world. Which makes sense, because they're Which, kids. Yeah, it actually does make sense, because while they call it, oh, this is the Elite Four and this is our league, it feels very much like an unofficial league. Yes, it is. So that's... Okay, so that's that's how they get... the. They get away with that. So, um, so we, we're, we're apparently kicking out Grimsley. Grim, Grimsley's just Grimsley gone. has decided to drop out of the Elite Four, move to Alola, and continue his Mantine surfing career under the name Big G. Under Big G? Is he doing apparently well? that's what he pleased? goes by when he's doing his Mantine okay. surfing. Oh, no, are you serious? He's got yeah, Big no, G. I'm reading it. Grimsley is an accomplished <laughs> okay. Mantine surfer where he competes under the name Big G. Big J. Big I absolutely G. love that. Okay, so we've got to we've got to replace um this person. Now if this was post black and white, I think it'd be quite easy because you drop out you drop Grimslayer and I think you just add one of the dragon types because black and white was one of those strange ones and they, they did this before it was well known in Sword and Shield that Depending on which version of the game you played, you fought either Iris or Drayden um, mm. in the eighth gym. So that would have been quite easy. If you just have whoever was the alternative one in that. However, this is post black and white too. So we've got to think about the story. And you know what? Like, what does N go off and do? 
Post N black goes and white off too. and be a hero of the world, riding around on his big old dragon. Okay, so he's out because he's he's he'd rather go off exploring. Um, what about the three protagonists? So you've got the main character. You've got um, I always forget the names. I, I can see them, but I always forget the names. Um, Sharon, oh, Bianca, Sharon, and then whoever the main playable character whoever is. You call but, yourself. But there's also a rival in Black and White too that apparently is, I think, one of the most hated rivals in Pokemon how? history. He's just, no, not how. No, um, how's Gen Seven? The rival in Gen. See, this is oh, what I mean. Everyone forgets. It's because um, I just called him Jimmy and hated him very much. So. He's, he's horrendous. Where's my Perloin? Hugh! Nah, still yeah. my <laughs> Hugh. Really, they did got- Hugh, How and Hop. I've never actually thought about that. Hugh, Hugh How and Hop. And you know what? For, uh, for all the criticisms that some of the rivals get, Hugh, I think, is that forgettable that he actually avoids the criticisms? Mm-hmm. Because and I think maybe it's because may, maybe not as many people played Black and White Two as as some of the other ones. Could we potentially have who that who Hugh is the in the Elite Four? Maybe. Oh uh, no! Because Sharon because Sharon lost Hugh and went on to become a gym leader, which mm. I think is kind of the best that anybody can hope for if they're not the main character. Hmm. Yeah. Um they're they're either a research assistant or a gym leader. That's it. That's yeah. that's as good as you like it for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it being Hugh, especially I'd hate to see Hugh as a or, who were you saying? He's not the champion, he's an elite four member. Yeah, I'd say the elite four member because the way I kind of see it is Iris is still the champion and you've still got Chantal Marshall and, and Caitlin. Because that's the thing. Really, I, I could almost see Iris losing her spot and being pushed down to an Elite Four member. And then Benga taking over as champion, who is Alder's grandson. Who's you fight that? him in the you... uh yeah, you fight him in the Black Tower or White Tree Hollow. Wait, I've never okay, like I have never even seen this artwork before. What? I really need to go back and play black and white too. Yeah, I mean, wow. It's, uh, the okay. thing is, there's so Jeez. much post game in that game. Yeah, I need to go back. His team stacked as well. Latias, Dragonite, and Volcarona, all level eighty. Yep. I this mean, he obviously wouldn't around. use those as his champion, but no. I think you keep the Volcarona, you keep the Dragonite, and then you stack it out with a bunch of other Pokemon. I think there's a yeah. lot to be had there. Agreed. I was trying to figure out because I get what they were going for f- with the Elite Four because you've got Marshall's fighting types who cancel out Grimsley's dark types. The dark types cancel out the psychic types. Then you've got the ghost type, which I get where that is because cancels out the ghost fighting. Is, yeah, cancels out the fighting. And then I'd imagine, you know, some ghost the types psychic. have the poison. Yeah. But I imagine some of the ghost types have poison as well, so the psychic cancels out them. So I get what they're trying to go for a, a little Pokemon square. But I, I, who, who else could you bring in instead? You can't really create another neat circle. So what to have speak. you got? F- fighting fair, uh, fighting psychic ghost. No, it needs to be dark, really, isn't it? Just for that. 
Yeah. Synergy. So is, so, is there anyone else in Pokemon that we that uses predominantly dark types that we could see being in that area once upon a time or going what, over there? What's uh, what's Marnie's brother called? Piers. Piers, because he gives up his gym. Yeah, he does actually, doesn't he? So he gives his gym to Marnie. I could see him leaving and going, oh, I'm going to go over to America now. Yeah, okay. I could see that working. Mm, who else is there? And then he doesn't have to deal with Gigantamax either, which he hated. Oh, you no, know, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, I could see that working. You know what? I could see Sydney working as well. Sydney always felt out of place to me in Hoenn. So he's the fire... Um, no, he's not. He's the dark type trainer in the Hoenn Elite Four. But his, his artwork always stands out, and I just think he's too edgy for the Hoenn region, whereas in Unova, I think he'd fit right in. So mm-hmm. shout out to Sydney as well. Um, Did you see um, Lacey graduating and going to become an Elite Four member? Who's Lacey? The fairy type <laughs> of Blueberry Academy. Oh, yeah. Um, Who's like the main Elite mm-hmm. Four member we meet initially. So we have that connection with her. Yeah. We know her dad's a gym leader, so she's got connections there. So my... So my only thought about that is she's a fairy type gym leader, which... And we've said about, you know, you, you know progressing up, for example, you know, there's a couple of trains that couldn't get past Bruno... So well, like, the difference what's stopping... is the Elite Four of Black and White is the only one you can do in any order. True. But why Why wouldn't she just beat out Iris with her dragon types? You get what I mean? Well, she couldn't beat Drayton with his dragon types. True. True. Okay. And Drayton, we believe, is... I was going to... Drayton's. Drayton. Drayton. Drayton is the son of Drayden, is that right? Or grandson. No. We think. We think. Um, so you're talking about a guy who was trained by the guy who trained Iris. Yeah, okay. And Iris went on to surpass Drayden, so yeah, I don't see Lacey becoming champion, but okay. I can see her becoming an Elite Four member. And Lacey, I don't know if it's been confirmed, this is what you mentioned not long ago, a few episodes ago, Lacey is... The daughter of um, Clay. Oh, what Clay? So that works because of the Unova connection. And, oh, okay, right. I've I've graduated the Elite Four and Blueberry Academy. I've done all that. Okay, now I'm going to test the waters in an official competition, an official capacity. So that that could work as well. So we've got a few ideas there. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anyone else though. Like that is actually it's the Elite Four that I know the least, but also. The Elite Four that kind of has the most synergy, thinking about it. It has a great synergy that I've only just realized. Yeah, I think arguably I'd say I know Kalos is Elite Four the least. Maybe I know Wickstrom and Drasna just because they were in Journeys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, I'm looking at Seabold here. Who's the water type elite four member? Who I just oh, I love he so he's the he's the one that he asks you if food can be art, and the, and you either go yeah and he's like really happy or you say no and that the you know the typical camera pans in he shouts at you in the speech bubble like the the 
the can sorry the the Kalos Elite Four is the last time they did the Elite Four justice because you go into each of their rooms and you get a beautiful animation like the um you know for Seabold the water shoots up then you've got the dragon wings open for one of the other trainers you've got pillars of flames for somebody else like, I I I miss that I absolutely miss that. If you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter. Um, can I ask you a quick uh, question? Yes? Who do you think's the weakest Elite Four member? Out of all of them. Out of all of them. Not necessarily, like, strength-wise, but, like, weakest character. Oh, okay. We okay. So it's probably someone that doesn't get much development, just turns up one, one and done. Um. Oh, have you got what? Have you got one that you know of? While I'm thinking, I have. Her name's Kahili. Is she the golfer? She's the golfer. Yeah, she's the golfer. Because that's all you know about her. Is she's the golfer. It's just the outfit, isn't it? That's the thing you remember about it. I she shows up out face. of nowhere, like to the point where I first played through Sun and Moon, I thought she was. I thought the Elite Four was so unfinished that you just got a random <laughs> NPC in. I I understand that. Yeah, I completely understand that. Actually, yeah, like I was just th- when you mentioned her name, and it took a split second. And I was like, oh, I, and I, the thing is, I don't even remember her from Sun and Moon. I remember her from Pokemon Masters because she's one of the mm. common drops. And when you mentioned it, I like all, I, I can remember her outfit, but I couldn't remember her actual face or hair. And now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember her, but very, yeah, not a lot. If I was to pick anyone, is there anyone else I could pick? Everyone else just seems to have some personality of some kind. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think it has to be there, and I completely understand the comments about like just plucking a random person. Also, why is she the flying type? Like, what's golfing got to do? Because she likes really to weird. score birdies. Hey, that is probably the closest we're going to get. But it doesn't make any sense. Like, could you imagine, like, rocking up to work in, I don't know, a football outfit? And they're like, why are you wearing a football outfit? Well, I just love football in my spare time. Like, it's just, like, the Elite Four is a job. Yeah. Unless she's just rocked up from... So, I, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. She is definitely the the weakest in, in terms of character. Uh, let's move on to <laughs> can't believe it's 30 minutes in the first piece of news this week um, Pokemon TV is closing down now I don't know how to feel about this because I've never watched it so I, I'm possibly part of the reason why it's shutting down that they just couldn't get the viewing figures um, it's, it's a strange one I don't know how I feel about this I feel like I should mourn the loss more than i am so i watch pokemon tv i was gonna say fairly regularly that's not quite true but it was available on the switch as well okay as well as online and i've used it a lot because they moved uh things like origins off of youtube 
So when I've oh, had really? to go back and research that or get clips from it, I've used Pokemon TV for that. It's been a bit... Uh, Pokemon TV is weird because it doesn't always have, like, full seasons. Oh. it Yeah. It, it'll have random movies and random, like, chunks of seasons. So at the moment, I can see Bizarre. there's... Bits of Diamond and Pearl, bits of X and Y, bits of Sun... Well, I think all of Sun and Moon is there. Oh, it does look like all of X and Y is there. And yeah, a bit of black and white. Is that because... The, maybe that's because of the model that they have, and this might tie into why they're closing it down, is that they lease out certain series or parts of series, and part of that agreement is... Oh no, we'll pay UX amount to host it on Netflix, for example, but you cannot ha- also have it on Pokemon TV during that run. Oh yeah, it's, run. A, it's definitely a licensing issue, but yeah. like they've got one movie on there at the moment. And there's like what? 20, 30 nearly Pokemon movies, I'm pretty sure. That's, I, I get why, I think I get why that's happening, but it's just bizarre. I, I understand, okay, so I understand why you would want to lease these things out, because... Like if you've if the, it's if it's all on Pokemon TV, you then have to do the bulk of hosting it and then marketing it to get people into that to watch it. Whereas if it is on other streaming plat, if your shows and movies are on other streaming platforms, you don't need to do the marketing for that. You can just lay, you know, you can just let Netflix advertise it based on its internal algorithms that it's got. So I completely get that, and I guess actually now I'm thinking. I probably get why Pokemon TV is closing down because it's probably we can't warrant the costs of hosting all this and doing a streaming. It's essentially a streaming platform when they're not getting the viewing figures. Subscription. Yeah, there's no no payment. No, it's completely free, isn't it? it? Yeah. Which makes me wonder why they've not gone down the advertisement route then. Because Pokemon tries not to to the best of their okay. abilities. Like, again, this is why the TCG doesn't really have any microtransactions and stuff like that in it. They try and be friendlier than that. Okay. Which we should give them credit for because absolutely, other, com- other companies would just go, oh yeah, let's just get as much money out of this as, as we can. And we're starting to see, you know, streaming services struggling, shutting down, increasing prices including ads on paid versions as well. So I can I can understand why they've done this. But on the on the plus side, it looks like there's still a load of places to watch this stuff. Um like say BBC iPlayer, for example, this is has you know X you and mentioned y at the moment. Has X and Y, Black and White, Diamond and Pearl, Pokemon Horizons as well. Does it? Um yeah, that's what this says. Makes me wonder if it is on there at the moment. I'm going to um, Netflix, we've got Pop, we've got Prime. It's on Prime. Uh, Sky Kids, YouTube. I know YouTube is more than just the Evolutions, Generations, Twilight, Wings. Um, I can... I can well, go on. Is it on there? Yeah, the first six parts are on BBC iPlayer. How are they? Which, for oh, those okay. of you in the US and stuff like that, just get a VPN. Yeah, get a VPN in. 
just give them a just log in and, t- and tell them you TV have a tv license, license. don't worry no <laughs> one's checking no no one's you'll be fine you'll be absolutely fine um and if you're not fine we're not paying the fine um so yeah so there's plenty of places to watch these so uh, i understand why um they're doing this i am sad about it which i don't understand why i'm sad about it I, I don't know why I have like this this feeling of maybe it's guilt. Maybe I'm guilty. Maybe that's why. But if actually, you know, you know what? Like when I remember when we were watching um, Pokemon Journeys, and the issue we had when we were reviewing um, what was the last season, Master Journeys? Yeah, yeah, Ultimate Journeys, and. Yeah, because it should have been Master Journeys because it made more sense, but... That was it. That was it, yeah. And it was Ultimate Journeys. Um, And the absolute hassle that we had hunting down, at least I did, hunting down that final season. because it was on Pop TV at the time, so we couldn't watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Because again, licensing issues, and Mummy and Daddy don't want to play nicely. Exactly. But it wasn't on Pokemon TV, was it? Because no. I'm pretty sure when I was searching for it, it would have gone... You know, you get those articles of, this way you can watch it. Nowhere said about watching it on Pokemon TV. So I guess I would feel a little less bad if... You know what? I'd, I'd be more upset if I knew that this was the go-to place to go for any of that and I didn't have to mm. do... the same, What you always have to do with... Okay, is it on Netflix is it at the moment? Is it on BBC Apple? And you have to go off to all these different streaming services. So, you know, I, I, I think they've... Maybe by doing all the licensing, they've dug their own grave. But I, again, from a business perspective, I completely get why. Yeah. It's a shame. As you say, hosting videos is expensive and clearly not worth it anymore for them. No, despite the fact that they make so much money. Um, let's move on to the next uh, piece of news, which is going to be really short, but it's more of a shout-out, I, I think, more than anything. that The Pokemon Company has donated 50 million yen to aid Japan's earthquake victims. So this is following the um, earthquake that occurred uh, January the 1st. Uh, I want to say Noto Peninsula earthquake is what I've got written down. I'm, I'm going to assume I got that. Right, um, and they've donated 50 million yen to the Japanese Red Cross Society. You did the maths beforehand. How, how much roughly? It's, is it's that? about 500 grand, uh, roughly. I think it's more than that, but okay, yeah. Which, like, 500 grand doesn't actually sound a lot, it's half a million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Like, fair play to the Pokemon company for, for doing this. Um, you know, and and they're not the only gaming company. I know Square Enix is is paid. I say paid, donated some as well, which is absolutely fantastic. Have you got anything Ooh. else you want to add to this? What? Oh, oh! Apparently, the uh, oh well, the pound has suffered really badly. Apparently, it's only two hundred and seventy thousand pound. Boo, Pokemon Company! Boo! <laughs> There's still a lot. Of money, either either the million. yen is doing really well all of a sudden, or. The pound has dropped. I mean, the pound has I dropped. I think but... the pound has dropped a long way, and I think this year it's going to drop even even more with general election at, at some point. Anyway, this is not a political podcast. Have you got any more thoughts you want to add to this uh, this small u- news story? Uh, no. Uh, heart thoughts go out to all those suffering. Um, I, I've spoken about my trip to Japan before, 
And one of the things we did when we were out there was go to a little sort of island off the south called Harado. And Mm -hmm. we didn't realize at the time that we were being invited to uh, the town hall to meet a bunch of people who we had donated to when they suffered from the tsunami because we just had a charity day at school which is like oh wear your own clothes come in we'll have a day and you can spend a couple of quid we were young and stupid and didn't even think what it was going towards and suddenly we're in the middle of japan being faced with people standing up trying to read in the best english they could literally in floods of tears saying about like i lost everything i lost my husband i lost my kids the money you donated allowed me to rebuild at least some of my life so thank you for everything you've done and we were just sat there like oh i just wore my own clothes to school i don't deserve (laughs) this oh no how old were you uh when i went to japan 16 17 right okay yeah because so you're in high school when you did the donation and stuff yeah yeah because at high school you don't think about the money it's just like I get to wear our own clothes. This is amazing. Well, again, like the years before, we'd been donating to raise money to get a minibus for the school. So we just didn't think about it. No. But yeah, it was it was to do with the tsunami. So I've quite literally seen the impact that donations like this can have on families. Big up. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree. And, you know, I, I think companies for you know they they get a, a a lot of bad press because of you know companies got to make money but then there are times when actually you know they after all the taking they do actually give back sometimes um so yeah so fair play to the pokemon company for doing that uh let's move on to the final piece of news this week which is going to be an interesting one and i'd be interested to see how you think we should tackle this so um just over 150,000 people have voted in a um popularity contest um that's I've, I've seen this it says pokemon scarlet and violet so i initially thought this was only for pokemon introducing scarlet and violet but i think it's no pokemon they did a previous one in okay they did a previous one that was paldea pokemon only which is okay. interesting because tinkerton won that one it was the, it was and the yeah, same this one. Uh, institution. It was Game With that ran the poll, and Tinkerton won okay. it. I think it was Tinkerton, uh, Clodsire, Mouscarada. Okay. It was the top three. Okay, who were all in this as well? Mm-hmm. So, I, I shall we? Shall we just take a look? I want to start at the bottom because there's a few interesting ones in here that I didn't expect. So, Sliverwing is in there, which. Is actually looking at the only paradox Pokemon. I mean, it is now, the strongest paradox Pokemon. Is it? How come? Uh, not strength wise. I think it's the best one. Oh, just because of diversity and okay. It's, I just it's think it's a really cool design. I agree. I love its design. I just thought there might have been. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking. I just thought that you know what I think it is. Actually, think thinking about it, because some of the other paradox Pokemon feel overdesigned, whereas yep. Sliverwing doesn't. Sliverwing actually feels like, yeah, you could potentially see that as being an ancestor. Like if that had been bought out as a fossil po- Pokemon, for example, 
I don't think people would have batted an eyelid, whereas some of the other ones, if you brought out as a fossil Pokemon, they would have gone, uh, wait, what? Like, you know, Screaming Tail and Flutter Mane. They just don't feel like they're... Yeah, so, yeah, fair play to Sliverwing then for getting that. I, I'm, I'm still in... listening. You'll have to host for a minute. Okay, he's off. He's going. So, up next is Alchemy, which just blows my mind. By the way, leave a light down with that. Uh, blows my mind that Alchemy is on here as well. Now, I'm... I'm I'm just going to say this because Connor's probably sick and tired of me talking about this. I'm still shining hunting Milsery, okay? There's 64 Milsery to to get, and I've got 34, 35, maybe? Have you settled on how you're going to do it, then? You have decided to get a shiny for every version, even if it doesn't come out black. Yeah. Well, okay. I've said that I have, but I've, I've encountered a major... Potentially a major issue because at the moment I haven't updated the game. Because if you don't update the game, the event just keeps running indefinitely. However, the epilogue gets released. Is it this week or next week? Uh, I forget, but we're also getting update three point zero point one soon. So it's pr- so it's it's fine. I can get around that because I just you, you know when it pops up on the switch. Oh, do you want to? start the download and you can just play anyway so i'm gonna do that but when this epilogue comes january out january 11th uh, Ooh, tomorrow yeah ex- yes exactly and we want to review that next week mm-hmm. and you know the way the switch works you don't update the profile you update the the actual game software which means that the milsery mass shiny outbreaks are going to go so my plan my plan is tonight tomorrow and saturday probably just try and get as many as i can and then sunday monday epilogue ready for wednesday when we do um the actual thing so i'm i'm so yeah so i want to get all 64 but actually i might have had my wings clipped by just the release day of this episode. So, have you tried to evolve into one of these shiny, not shiny Pokemon yet? Not yet. I'm just catching. So you don't even know if it works. So no, I don't. I don't. Do you want to do that first? No, because and the reason <laughs> I haven't, the reason I haven't, is because I don't have all the sweets yet. Like, I don't have enough sweets to complete it. So no, but I you need surely to- have enough sweets to be able to go. Oh, I can check that there is such oh, a yeah, thing as yeah, a non-shiny, yeah. shiny Alchemy. Yeah, I probably should have done that, but that yeah, I probably should have done that actually. Maybe I'll do that later on, and then it'll well, save probably, me a bit. Probably, I think. Bit of a headache. I mean, the, the the fact that I've gotten this many, but I've also done all the um, all the what what are they called? The little floaty flat floettes, and that's evolution line. I've got all them, all fifteen of them done and dusted. The Chandelure, all three of them done and dusted. But the the this Millsery, and the thing is, the reason I'm I've. I've just been so dedicated to it because if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it because how often are these military events going to come around? Yeah. Definitely not in definitely not in Scotland Violet's lifetime. Maybe not even in a secret a, 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 a um another Pokemon game in the next year or two. So I'm trying to get them anyway. Alchemy is at number nineteen on this list. I didn't realize Alchemy had this this amount of love. I'm not sure why Alchemy has so much love. Is it just because it's like? in people's minds at the moment with the recent event? Uh, sorry, what was the question again? I was double-checking to see if Alcohol okay, no shiny forms, well, but apparently... Why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, but so I'm right. They're all like uh, supposedly. supposedly. I, I still doubt somewhat, but yes. Yeah. Um. um what Flygon? Uh, why is Flygon? No, Al. Uh, Alchemy. Why is Alchemy, why is Alchemy in nineteen? Yeah, it's just like a really bizarre. And the only thing I can think of is it's it's in people's consciousness because of the recent event, and it just looks really cool as well. Though it's it's a gimmick Pokemon as well, just with all the different like toppings and the swirl colors. Yeah, again, it made more sense in Sword and Shield where it had the G Max form, which was like Big Cake. I love that one. I love Big Cake. I, yeah. I, I really enjoy it as well, but I think without Big Cake, Alchemy is like, eh. Just, it's just average. It's just one of those average Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Flygon. Flygon's another strange one. Where's Flygon? Flygon, I don't get the love for Flygon. I understand that it's a dragon that you can catch earlier in Hoenn, and like, yeah. maybe people like it for that, but every time I've picked up a Flygon, it has underperformed for me. Agreed. Agreed. The only reason I can think... Flygon gets the love. Not even the love. The only reason it gets the attention it deserves is because some people feel that its typing is wrong and therefore mm. they lean a bit more into it because they feel sorry for it. Or they feel like they've been, you know, backhanded by Game Freak. Because I mean, oh, sure, it, should, have it been. should be it should be Bug Dragon. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah. it should have got a mega. That's also fair. Yeah. I think the excuse of we couldn't come up with the design isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. But I don't I think, think it's fair. 18th best in Paldea. Oh, no, agreed. Agreed. Now, if you want, want a Pokemon that I think should be in the top 20, Sprigatito. Definitely yeah, think that should be in the, in, the, in the top 20. Sprigatito is a Pokemon that's grown on me because there's so many cat Pokemon. And then we only had a cat Pokemon in Sun and Moon, didn't Sun we? Moon. With. Yeah. And to introduce one so close to that, and yet I think Sprigatito ranks higher because of its final evolution. It's got a really strong evolution line, and I think that elevates Sprigatito in people's Uh, eyes. I still really wish that Sprigatito went Grass Fairy. Oh, how come? I, it's just, it's first, and I understand that it goes Grass Dark because it separates itself from its initial form. Mm-hmm. But the first form is so cutesy that I would have preferred it to stick with that or maybe go down like like we saw the uh leaks quote unquote leading up to it. And <laughs> like the saber tooth yeah. tiger fairy grass designs were phenomenal. Oh, yes. So to me, Meowskrat is like eh. Oh, okay. Right. I I get I, I can understand that viewpoint. Um, Honestly, I don't think any of the final evolutions from Paldea are good. Uh stars. Okay, I think so Quackwavul's are... horrendous. I love that design. I, I hate it so much. I am one of the few, and I don't know if it's because that was the start I chose. And then I just love how it struts its face. Like, oh, look at we go. I, I was yeah. looking at picking up Quaxley, and then I saw its final evolution. And was like, nope, never. Okay, I hate it. I See, hate everything about it. That was me for um, thingy. Um, I always forget it's it's Fue Coco's final evolution. I Skeledurge. always forget what it's called. Skeledurge. Love the name. Love the concept. Really, just really cannot strong. get behind the design. Really, really strong, especially yeah. in Paldea. Its signature yeah. move, Torch Song, is great. I love the little Firebird. I don't think. Yeah, I I think it's over designed. Yeah, in a really weird yes. way. Its face has too much going on. Yeah, I yeah. 
And I really, really do not like Crocolock. Is it Croco? Croc? It's Croc-a-lore. disgusting. Yeah, whatever it is. I, funny enough, I when also I also feels found a little bit racist as well. It, yeah, I get why you think that. Considering I, that it, this is this is Spain, not Mexico. Men, not Mexico. It's almost like, uh, yeah, I don't know why they went with that design. And I, I almost chose Fue Coco as my starter because I was doing my my first playthrough of Scarlet and Violet was um, as part of a cage lock with British Eagle. So mm. I picked Quaxley. He picked Fue Coco, and then he evolved his Pokemon. And I just remember us both just being in silence when we saw it of. This feels like it feels like one of those Pokemon that has been, you know, when you see a fake mon and someone's mm-hmm. designed it like, look how cool this Pokemon is, and they think it's cool, but nobody else thinks it is. That is what that middle evolution stage is to me. Um, but I I do agree that you know at least with most Pokemon games. You get, you usually get two out of the three starters having good designs. There's usually that, you know, black sheep of the family, like Chestnut, for example, but all the rest yep. kind of hit home. But this is the one where I think for the most part, the final evolutions of Quaxley and Fue Coco just completely split the, the fan base. And Meow Scarada, I think, is more towards the majority of people are positive. But like yourself, there are people that just think it's just a. Just another grass dart. What is there about it other than it has a little apparently floating flower? Which, yeah. Sure. Anyway, uh, 16 on the list, Garchomp. I mean, Garchomp's just. Garchomp's always going to be there. Gar- Garchomp's always going to be there. Number 15. Uh, is this the only. No, there is another evolution on here. So, Glaceon. Not the one I, I... pick. No. So. So there's who else? Umbreon and uh, Sylveon. Sylveon are both on here. Umbreon's probably my favorite. I understand why people like Sylveon. But Glaceon just this felt like out of left field. Who is who wants a like Glaceon's just a really strange Pokemon to rank in this list. I I prefer Leafeon to Glaceon. I think out of those two, I think Leafeon's stronger. Yeah, agreed. Uh, above that, 14, we've got Pormy. So we have got... Do you not like Pormy? Pormy's design. Fu- Do you know what? Pormy, I think, would have been stronger if it was like all the rest of the Pika clones and didn't evolve. Yeah, I. it's evolutions. It becomes electric fighting, which I, I enjoy that, fight, that, that combination. I enjoy it a lot. But... The fact that the second evolution just stands up and then the Third evolution just sticks some ruffles around its neck. Really weak design, isn't it? It almost feels like, to me, either they should have gone, it's either poor me or poor Mott, and it's just a single stage evolution. Yeah. I feel like yeah, that would have worked. Stronger. Oh, you know what? Actually, I, th- I think they should have combined poor me and Tandem Mouse. You've got these two different mouse designs. I think they should have just been one. No, I think they should have done okay. Palmy and Palmo as the same Pokemon with different forms. Okay. So you can have the electric form or it can become a fighting form. Okay. So it wouldn't be like um uh thinking from Gen 8 that switches between the two. I can't remember its name. No, I, I I 
I think because that's done, I think yeah. the hangry form of what's it called doesn't matter. I've completely forgot the hamster. Yeah, I completely forgot what it's called. But that's gonna that was me. fun. <laughs> I don't think it should flip yeah. back and forth. I should think it should be closer to like Meloetta, where you can. Oh yeah. no, Meloetta uses a a special move, doesn't it, and changes. Yeah, that kind of work. If you use like a f- yeah. punching move, it mm-hmm. stood up and became its fighting form. That could be fun. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that as well. And its ability could change as well to be um, Iron Fist when you use a punching move. And again, oh, like it just makes it stand well. out a little bit more. A little bit more, yeah, rather than what we got. Uh, number 13, Cerule Edge. That, it, that doesn't Probably surprise me Probably the strongest me design coming out of Paldea. Yeah, it's, it is a really good design. How, what about Armor Rouge? Are you a fan of that one? I th- yes, I like it, but Cerule Edge is just cooler. It's edgier. Yeah, it's edgier. Yeah, it is literally edgier. I, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right there. Um, so twelve. Speaking of edgy, so this is when. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> number twelve, Umbreon is in there. Like, say, Umbreon is just seems to be a Pokemon fan favorite. People just are drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had a huge Umbreon appeal, but I can understand why people like it. Number eleven. There's a level of min- there's a level of minimalism to Umbreon. Yes, it's not over designed, is it? No. It's just very simple. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can understand that. Number eleven, teal mask Ogapon. I'm glad that we get Ogapon in this. Yeah, as someone that has been using it in the second piece of DLC, I'm just loving its versatility, but also just its design. It's just a happy little Pokemon that wants to come on an adventure with you. I love it. It's been running right and competitive as well. Has it really? Yeah. Just because of its diversity. The fact that it has the three uh, yeah. different masks. Is Ivy Cudgel masks? is just such a great move. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely busted. I've been using that on single player and it's just so OP. Number 10 is God of War. Or God of War, however you pronounce it. That's not a shock. Um... I'm hoping people have based this on abilities, moveset, and not just the overall design. You you know who you are. You know who you are. I mean, considering <laughs> number one, I think... Mm. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of... Mm. Uh, mm. Number nine, Gengar. Gengar, again, always one of those that ranks highly in these. Yep. It's just got a fantastic design. Looks really good. Clodsire. I love Clodsire. He's just a happy little guy. He's, exactly. That's what I love about Clodsai. He's just such... Like... He, he, yeah, Clodsai is just adorable. Like, And you know what? You know what? The fact that they have created a Pokemon that is predominantly one of the most hated colours in the world of just... Bleh, it's brown. And they've made it... And it's, and it's got the most boring eyes. And it's just a round blob. And yet, people just seem to love it for some reason. I don't. I. I, I don't know why. I love this Pokemon. He's, I love he's got that level of like. You don't. You. You haven't come across the Squishmallows yet, have you? No, I have. I have recently. He's got that yeah, kind of look that. to him, where it's just like you want to pick him up and go. And see oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I see it now. I see it now. Maybe that. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's why that's where it ranks so highly. Uh, number seven, Mimikyu. Again, yeah, great design. Um, and same with number six, Lucario, as well. I, I mean, there's a few of these that, 
I want to go back and revisit the the just the Scarlet and Violet ones because there's a few of these that kind of push out some of the strong Scarlet and mm. Violet designs. I feel like um, you know we've got number five, we've got Tinkerton, uh, which is a fantastic design, absolutely fantastic. And there's a piece of dialogue that I came across the other day in Scarlet and Violet that that mentions about. It's a trainer that, what did they say? They say something along the lines of, oh, I've heard that, um, oh, what, what's the flying iron bird Pokemon? Not Skarmory, the other one. It's the, um, the what? In, in, the fighting? Gen, no, flying steel type introduced in Gen 8. Um, the, the, Corviknight. Corviknight. Someone mentions, oh, I've heard that there's a Pokemon that hunts Corviknight. I would love to see that Pokemon. It's the fact that it is just literally a big pink blob with a hammer. I, I find that amazing and fascinating. I absolutely love it. And I'm glad that is, uh, you know, in this list. Number four, Sylveon. Again, just just a fan favorite design, even though I think you mentioned last week it doesn't feel very fairy yes. No. It's, it's cute, but that's like cute. all it's got going for it. Number three, Chandelure, which again ties into this this thought that I have that this was run around the same time or close to the shiny outbreak event. The fact that Chandelure's on there because Chandelure is a good design, I enjoy it. But number three, I don't see that. I'm afraid. But the the final two, I I, I'd love. I think Chandelure is amazing. Actually, I think it's one of those designs that escaped me from Gen Five when I thought all Mm -hmm. Gen Five designs were bad. And it just isn't. It's just one of those standout ones. It is a fantastic design. Um, and Shiny's beautiful as well. Uh, so number two, Fue Coco. This actually does not surprise me that Fue Coco is so... I just remember the love this Pokemon got when it was announced and all the images and people just fall in love with this de- the design of this cute little cute little crocodile. The crocodile? Mm-hmm. Um... And just the design, like the the fact that its face is to, supposed to like represent a skull, it it's just like it's just a happy little boy, like Claude Sayer, just happy to be involved, and just having the time of its life. And then number one, we get Meowskarada, um, which oh, I still don't know how I feel about this Pokemon. I get it, but actually, you know what? Now that I'm looking at, it, yeah, why is it dark? Because it's a trickster. Yeah, I guess. Mis- mischievous. Because it uses its um, magic to distract you and then slap you when you're distracted. Which I get. But like, if it's like all, you know, trickstery, that's typically, like, say, associated with like fey elements. Mm-hmm. So I can actually, now that you, yeah, I'm starting to come around to your way of thinking that grass, grass fairy, and we've only had a couple of grass fairies, haven't we? Yeah, I think you've got um, Whimsicott. I can't think of any others off the top of my head. No, no. Is there any, just before we wrap up, is there any Pokemon from Scarlet and Violet that you are amazed and not on this list? Well, I've got last year's list, uh, which was done by the same company. Uh, So this is obviously, the game had not long come out. So okay. we can see what the change is. So the Pokemon that are missing, Quagsire, Skeledurge, Eevee, Iron Valiant. I'm really surprised that's not there. Luxray, yeah. odd addition. Love Luxray, but odd addition. Mm, uh, Charizard, mm. Volcarona, Hydreigon, 
Dragapult, fantastic Pokemon. Still one of the best yep. pseudo-legendary designs we've had. Uh, Maridon and Coridon. People obviously Oh, yeah, they're not now. even... <laughs> Overdone. They, to be fair, they just like... They're just the ride Pokemon at this point. Mousehold. Uh, Pomot. Okay. And number six last year, so it's completely mm-hmm. dropped off, was... Um, Oh god, what's his name? What's the what's the fish? What's the tiny little fish? Oh, Tatsugiri. Tatsugiri, thank you. Tatsugiri! I love that. It dropped off completely. And it was number six last year. Yes. Hey. I'm amazed the Nylape isn't on there. Mmm. Like Nylape's great design. That seems to be like a fan favorite. Um is it, yeah, there are a few other Pokemon that I just thought are that much fan favorites that I expected them to, to be on there, like Chienpao, or Chienpao, however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Goldengo, I thought might have gotten a bit more love. Um, again, uh, are you not a fan of Goldengo's design? No, I don't like it. Um, I do like it, but I understand the comparisons of he's the cheese string man. Completely yep. get that comparison. Um, what else? Trying to just Houndstone and um, Grievard, surprised they're not on here. Um, yeah, none of the dogs are on here. No, mm. there are a few. I think, um, like, yeah, Mabostif you'd expect to see on Mabostif, there. Mabostif, well. yeah, because it's part of the story as well. Like I fell in love with Mabostif. Oh yeah, no, de- definitely uh, agreed. There, there are a few Pokemon there that I that I expected to see on there. I'm just thinking about any of the recent Pokemon. Maybe surprised, maybe Gouging Fire and Raging Bolt on on there, but. Uh, this was done really in strong. December, uh, so they'd have only really just come out. Okay, that makes sense. Overall, um, I don't think the the most accurate list of Pokemon. It just doesn't feel 100, 152,000 people have something to answer for. I feel like. But the thing is, these are the Japanese uh, polls as well, and they usually don't represent the same as like Western culture. Okay. They like very different sense. Pokemon to we do. True, true. That makes perfect sense. So next week then, we're discussing the epilogue, which wraps up our journey, I want to say, of Scarlet and Violet, thinking back to when we started this podcast. We weren't that far into producing. Like, we were probably only a couple of months in, weren't we, when things started to get released? Did we start? Did we start the podcast during the hype season? We might have done. It was about so eighty eighty odd weeks ago. I have to work it out, but now now it's I'm really fine. curious. I'll I'll, I'll I'll go back and look because you know full well that we'll have uh, included something that's like a new new trailer. <laughs> yeah, we would we would have done. We're having a race at this point, me and Connor are because I'm on I'm on Acast just to find out. I want to see. Let's let's put you point in the comments down below. Who do you think is going to win? On a means business, look, he's putting his headphones on. Oh no, my other one just um, died. <laughs> hold on, no way was our first. That can't be right. Our first episode, po- Pokemon Scarlet Violet trailer breakdown. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is this is weird. Oh, so this is when we yeah. Yeah, Pokemon, because in the Time Stats Pokemon Journeys episode one discussion, as well as the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet discussion. Oh, wow. So we started 
during hype. We have like this is the thing, Scarlet and Violet. We have been on this journey. We started the podcast at the start of hype season. We have been through the ups, the downs, the release, the DLC, and the next week. It, it almost feels like it comes to an end mm-hmm. because. The epilogue for Scarlet and Violet comes out. I can't see us getting much for Scarlet and Violet after that outside of raid updates um, in terms of new Pokemon. Not even new Pokemon, sorry. The the, the re-release of older Pokemon. Um, and what, yeah, we've missed two weeks, I think, since we've started uploading. Yes. So that's 83 weeks of Scarlet and Violet. Oh, that is crazy when you put it into perspective. So would would you a new game then is what I'm hearing. Uh yeah, we'll get what announced in February, almost guaranteed. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely completely agree. And then the hype season starts all over again. We go again. We go again. Fantastic. I want just want to do a quick plug before we wrap up this episode. Uh, if you haven't already, please do head over to my YouTube channel where I've done a recent Then We Fight video, which I think is quite funny, but I, I don't know. You might have a different sense of humor than me. Who knows? But anyway, if you could uh, show some love, some, some support, watch the video, leave a like, leave a comment, I would really appreciate it. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just top dollar, aren't you? Uh, before we go, as always, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a like on the video if you're watching on podcast, uh, but uh, on podcast, on YouTube, uh, and if you're listening to the podcast on whatever platform that you listen to it's on, if you could uh, leave a five-star review, we really appreciate it, and it really helps out the podcast. Connie, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at CapFidget. And I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoeing Gaming on YouTube and Professing professing i cannot speak today professor hoeing on twitter we'll be back next friday for another week of pokemon podcasts content see ya